0: Hello and welcome to the Jamie Heath Coaching Podcast. I hope you're all doing very well. Um, In today's podcast, we have a a client interview. So I'm interviewing uh, my client, Lindsay. And in this interview, we basically talk about what she was experiencing before starting coaching with with myself, um, the coaching process itself and where she's at right now. And we go into quite a lot of detail in the methods and the protocols that we we used. And I think this is gonna be, Really, really valuable for those of you who potentially need to go to really low calorie intakes for you to drop body fat. And I know there's a fair few people out there because that could be because maybe you're 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 a petite person, maybe you're not very active, which means that you're going to have to bring your calories down to to actually experience fat loss. And I go into or we go into a lot of detail in the methods that that we use with Lindsay, and she gave her own personal experience of those methods and how she was able to eat at such low calorie intakes and still make progress and not actually find it too much of a struggle in terms of the the energy that she had and the ability to complete her sessions and just go about her everyday life, which I think is key because anybody can drop their calories low, but it's another thing actually dropping calories low and being able to do the things that you need to be doing in the day and still maintaining a good quality of life and not feeling like you're basically walking around like a zombie. So that is what you should be listening out for in this podcast. I hope you enjoy. Um, yeah, enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Jamie Heath Coaching Podcast. Um, another client interview today. So today I'm interviewing my client Lindsay, and we're just going to talk about well, basically the journey that Lindsay's been through. It's been quite. Um, it's been quite the journey, hasn't it, Lindsay? It has. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so yeah, we've gone through kind of like lots of different stages and there's a few things in particular I want to speak about on this podcast in terms of kind of like the the approaches that we've used which potentially those listening won't be that aware of and I also would like you Lindsay just to talk about your kind of like your own experiences with that because I think that'll really help people kind of get their idea around certain things like I mean we'll go on to it in a bit more detail in a second but when we've been increasing food at times like your scale weight potentially going up how that plays on your mindset and and we'll just go into that in a bit more detail but um before we do get into that what I would like to do um is could you just give a little bit of a background of what you were doing before you started coaching and we will go through that.
1: yeah so I've always been quite relatively sort of fit and healthy and I kind of went to the gym but I didn't really know what I was doing and I always watched a little bit of weight but I didn't really know how to and I'd follow sort of fad diets on the internet or like trying calorie count but I didn't really have any understanding of what it was I was actually trying to do um, and I liked exercising but again I didn't really have a structured plan I would just go to some classes here and there or go into the gym and like go on the treadmill for a bit but yeah I just didn't really have any structure and I just sort of got to the point where I knew I wanted to make a bit of a change like I wanted to tone up lose some weight and I just thought reaching out would probably be the best thing to do to actually get some results.
0: So when you were doing stuff on your own what were the sort of like where were you getting your information from?
1: So a lot of it probably from um, Instagram or just googling things or just sort of making up as I went along really sort of what you hear like oh yeah eat low carbs or run for 30 minutes a couple of times a week that sort of thing I didn't really have a clue what I was doing to be honest
0: because because uh, I think you said that a lot of the was a lot of the stuff you're doing kind of like um circuit type training and group based kind of cardio training
1: yeah pretty much so I'd go to sort of like the classes like circuit classes or spin classes um so it wasn't that I was unfit or anything it's just I wasn't really I did not really know what I was doing building muscle wise and stuff and I just sort of wanted to get abs and wanted to get toned but I didn't know how to go about that and yeah
0: okay so um, I think one of the things that I want to talk about as well was we obviously started our coaching journey together face-to-face so you actually a face-to-face client initially and then you transitioned online so can you kind of just give like um, in your kind of your own opinion and like how you felt going from that into an online setting which I know initially potentially you were a bit skeptical of and maybe not entirely sure how it worked so if you could kind of just because I know with face-to-face it's really easy because you can see those sessions can't you like you know you've got a a session with a trainer and like how you went from that into and how you felt from going from that into online training.
1: Yes I think when we started we were also doing two sessions a week so that felt like I was having a lot of contact time with you and it was good because I was seeing you a lot and I was like, oh, I'm spending a lot of time with you so I'm getting a lot out of it. And then the thought of going to online, I thought, well, I'm not going to have any of that anymore. So it's kind of going to be going back to being by myself. And I was a little bit sort of apprehensive about that. But actually it worked out well because you're sort of available 24-7 sort of thing. So whenever I've got a problem, I can ask you because it's chances are it's not going to be in that two hours that I'm with you that I've got a question I need to ask you. And then also meant I could be a lot more flexible sort of thing. So if I wanted to train at a certain time, I could go and train. Then it wasn't like I had to book in with you a certain time. So it sort of worked out a lot better, like, flexibility-wise. And, and, yeah, I've got, like, constant support from you rather than just having you for two hours a week sort of thing. So actually, initially I was pretty apprehensive, but I think it was the best decision to do.
0: Do you think the apprehension was more to do with not entirely being sure what to expect?
1: Yeah, I think so, because I hadn't... I mean, I've sort of heard of online coaching a little bit on Instagram and stuff. But I really didn't. I didn't know anyone that had done it before. None of my friends or anything had done it. I didn't know any online coaches. So I really didn't know what it would be that like, you'd be providing sort of thing.
0: Okay. Um, OK, brilliant. So can you just, in your own words, kind of let the people who are listening kind of know what it was that you wanted to achieve? So where you obviously started from and what that end goal in your kind of your vision is?
1: Yes so I basically just wanted to be able to be confident in myself really so I I, ne- I didn't ever think I looked bad but I was I never really liked wearing certain like sort of tight-fitting clothes I never felt that confident in the gym or confident in myself and I just sort of wanted to kind of lose a little bit of weight and then tone up and just everything that was kind of come with that that was my main goal I just sort of wanted to like do something for me I felt like um, sort of investing in myself was a, like a really good thing to do like I just wanted to yeah make myself better and sort of improve my health and stuff and that's sort of what
0: I wanted I started out Cool. so obviously when we started um for you to lose weight we put you into a calorie deficit but one thing we figured out quite quickly was you had to be on quite low calories to see the fat loss happening so and like I think I can't I can't enti- I can't remember exactly this like start, the starting calories I had you on it must have been around 1600, maybe around that sort of area at first. And like that was working. And then we would see that it would start to slow down a little bit. And then it was like, right, I'm going to have to drop you down to 1500. And obviously that would work for some extent for a little bit. And then it was like, right, how do you feel going down again? And you were just like, I think it'll be tricky, but yeah, let's go for it. And then I remember we had, and then there was that last one, wasn't there? And I was just like, look, I'm not going to ask you to go lower than this again. But are you are you happy going down to thirteen hundred calories, and then that's when it was like yeah, can you just kind of um in your own words talk through how you kind of started putting your meals together for you to achieve that because obviously it's not a huge amount of food to be having in a day, um, and then we'll go into obviously what we the actual strategy we did go into eventually.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think because obviously when I first started with you, I had been sort of trying to like diet in inverted commas before, so I was already, my metabolism wasn't doing very well, which is why obviously we had to go down so low. Um, I think because it was gradual, it was easier. So I could start, i could plan my meals out and what I always found easiest was to do it, well, at the start of the week, plan everything for the week. I just kind of tried to look at how I could bulk things out with like sort of salads and vegetables and stuff and um, obviously getting protein as well. And then because we'd only dropped it sort of 100 calories at a time, I just sort of like removed something um, every time, so it wasn't like a big sort of drastic change, and obviously your body kind of adapts to that. Um, so yeah, by the time I was on thirteen hundred, I was on pretty low food, but it didn't seem that much different to fourteen hundred, which hadn't seemed that much different from fifteen hundred. I think if I'd gone straight from sixteen hundred to thirteen hundred, it would have been like impossible. But yeah, just sort of tried to slowly like remove things out every time and like bulk out with other things, so like you know lots of lettuce, lots of spinach, that sort of thing. <laughs> And go to like low calorie options where I can and um, like low calorie, like, well, zero calorie drinks and all that sort of thing. I think there's a lot of actual like hacks that made it easier than it, than it sounds. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what I did.
0: Yeah, I think you get to that point, don't you, where you're like, right, well, this is the calories I have to be on. We have to make it work. And obviously, you know, I'm quite hot on how hungry you are because that will mm. be quite a big influence on the changes that I make next. So for you, obviously, you, although your calories were going down, we were then trying to actually see how we can make the food on the plate look bigger. And it's yeah. it's, it's quite ironic, really, just obviously you're, there's less energy, but actually more food actually on the plate. And like you and said, yeah. it was, it was of,
1: never as hard as I thought it was going to be either. I think the thought of it was worse. And it was always like, you know, the first few days of dropping down, was really hard but after a couple of days your body adapts and and it was fine it was just the thought of eating that much food was much worse.
0: How did you find your energy was just to do your kind of daily tasks and also training?
1: I actually never found I had that much of a problem with it surprisingly and you know that was for some of that when I was on the really low calories the gyms were open I was training in the gym at that time as well I think because I was sleeping really well and making sure I did have time to rest but I never felt that I didn't have enough energy um, I think that's why I could keep going. If it got to that point, I probably would have said like, no, I just need me to stop now. But I always had enough energy to you know get through the day. And I was never too tired or... Because
0: mm. obviously one of the things that we did, because we don't just look at calories and and training, we obviously look at the other stuff as well. So um, we got very good at what, like have your habits and routines and making sure that you had those morning routines, those evening routines and those habits in the day. Because obviously if we have these habits which you're doing on autopilot that's less thinking time which means that you can put that energy towards something else so um, i think where you combined really because you you slept really well actually even on the low calories which was great and because you had these routines in place you were able to then utilize that energy on spontaneous stresses that might have appeared that day and also the trek like you said the training that you um, that you did, so that was good, and that's just kind of like I suppose. Would you agree that's like another hot part of like what the service that you got with the online?
1: Yeah, definitely. So obviously, when I first started, I probably didn't have any of these good habits, but kind of week by week, maybe you'd point something out, and that would become a habit. Like yeah, making sure that you know you put your phone away before bed and things like that, or getting enough fresh air in the day, getting your steps in. Um, taking your multivitamins all that sort of thing and obviously all of, at the very beginning it seems like a lot of information but kind of building on it step by step sort of introducing a new habit each week meant by the time I was in like really severe dieting phase they they were all just I just did them I didn't have to think about them it was just part of my lifestyle and I think that was sort of like the what made it easier all I had to do was plan my meals really everything else was sort of stayed the same week in week out
0: brilliant yeah and that, that was enough, yeah it's like making sure that we crept because one thing I have to say you're consistency and your adherence was just second to none um and i suppose that was half to do with the fact that when we did introduce something new it was like just one or two things and it was just i think like in a check-in i'll just be like cool right let's work on this um and did that also kind of give you something to always work towards for the week so it didn't feel like anything was kind of stagnating
1: yeah that made it definitely easier i think always having a goal there's always something that you're pushing to get that makes easier to keep going otherwise you're just sort of on a path of like when is this going to end but each time there was something new to try and achieve and um that made it a lot like mentally easier i found
0: cool right so one thing that um we did which a lot of people would wouldn't normally do and probably don't know to do this is we introduced we introduced a diet break system so when we got down to 1300 calories we didn't really have anywhere else to go i didn't want to drop calories any lower I didn't feel like it was necessary Um, and because you were still losing weight on 1300 calories. That wasn't so much the problem. It was more the problem of making sure that you stuck to those calories. So what we did was, correct me if I'm wrong, (laughs) it seems like forever ago now. Uh, We did three, we did, was it three weeks or two weeks? Two weeks. So we did two weeks on 1300 and then we would diet break and then we would bring calories up to maintenance, which was around 16, 17 1700 yeah so we would then increase food so can you kind of just explain how you felt and how what how that system worked for you because obviously it was a bit of a game changer
1: yeah definitely so i think having the diet break made it so much easier because even when you started on like that monday morning of your first um in the dieting phase you knew it was only two weeks until you were back out of it again and which was um, made it so much better mentally because you weren't thinking oh my god I've got to do this for six months you thought I've got to do this for two weeks and then it's done then also having the diet break it just sort of it was just so much nicer just being able to eat at maintenance and also learning how to eat at maintenance because I think otherwise going from really low calories to then being able to eat a lot like it's good to know what that actually is rather than just sort of going straight back up again and um, so yeah mentally the diet break helped so much and also I think it helped my body as well because it was kind of getting a shock when it would go back down to lower calories again so it probably actually helped with the weight loss as well to be honest
0: yeah so see that that week like I, th- I think the main benefits when we're talking about diet breaks and refeeds is going to be mental so psychological benefits because obviously you're like right i'm not i get to eat more food i'm not constantly hung well you, you'll still be a little bit hungry on maintenance from 1300 calories but you, you know you get that break you're able to probably you could add a bit more flexibility in that week as well So maybe there was a food that you potentially just couldn't fit in on those dieting weeks, which on that diet break week you could. Um, And then then from a physiological point, you are right. Like, So we would always increase carbohydrates. And the idea is to adapt the body so that actually it starts to upregulate everything again. So then everything's upregulated to then bring everything back down again. And we always hit a new low weight at the end of week two, don't we?
1: Yeah, pretty much every time. Um, yeah, I don't think I could have done it for so long on such low calories without a diet break. And that, when, I think when you first introduced me to the idea, I thought this sounds ridiculous because we're trying to diet here and you're telling me to eat more food. And I was like, this is not going to work. But actually, that was, I think, the thing that made it do well.
0: And I think what's important for those who are listening who might just be will be thinking by the way, this is for for guys as well as girls. Like this, this system works as well. I would say for girls, you might need to be on a diet break more frequently, and that's not just because you're you're going to be on lower calories, but that's also in sync with your menstrual cycle as well. And then men, I generally with guys, what I would do is because we we um, had ours all planned out, so it was two weeks then diet break. Whereas with guys, what I often do is I'm more reactive, so we would so they so what I would do is I would diet them. And then when they're telling me that they want to bite their hand off, it's like, right, we now need to bring in that, that diet break. So, But th- um, what I was going to say was you might be listening to that and being like, well, doesn't that make the diet longer? Well, yeah, of course it does. Like It takes longer to get to your, your end result. But you wouldn't have got to your end result if you didn't have the diet breaks because you, you had to diet on such low calories that if we did just stick on 1,300 calories – do you think there would have been a point where like certain things might have started to creep in and adherence would have started to drop off?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think even if I hadn't noticed it initially, what would have probably happened is I'd probably started eating a little bit more, not necessarily tracking it, probably just when I'd get hungry, go to the snack cupboard, have something, sort of forget about it and not track it. So adherence would have been off. And I think it would have probably started affecting my energy levels as well. I guess that's another reason why my energy wasn't so bad was because we were having these diet breaks. Hmm concentration things like that so yeah definitely I probably got further in the diet because we had the diet breaks
0: and I mean obviously for you there was a weight in your head wasn't there there was like a little girl weight in your head and actually yeah. I because I often say don't don't put any emotion to weight because you could get there and you might not look how you want to look and it's like although funny enough you actually bottomed out at that weight and it was pretty much spot on to where you wanted to get to before we kind of climbed things back out again um can you kind of just like explain how because we, we took a lot of photos and that was something I was really hot on and kind of how by having those photos how that helped with measuring and seeing your progress
1: yeah I think it's it's easy I mean well sometimes the scale weight didn't change to be honest and that's can be quite frustrating when you're putting all your effort and and like you're not seeing the results on the scales And then you take photos and then actually you look back and you think, oh, actually, there's such a a physical change. And that's no one else knows how much you weigh. It doesn't matter how much you weigh to anyone else, but everyone else can see how you look. So I think that's actually a much bigger sort of way to measure your progress. And also, you've always got these pictures to look back on. So even now, I can look back at the very start where I was and like look through my progress. And it's really good just to see that physical change because it sort of shows how much work you've put in. Um, and even little things that not everyone would notice. But when you look at your own pictures, you can definitely see differences.
0: And I think it's worth letting everyone know, like you've spent so over 12 months, nine months of that was spent outside of a gym. Yeah. So you've been doing nine months of home workouts.
1: Yeah. I remember on the first lockdown and I thought, oh, my God, I've just started. Well, I think it have only been with you for about six weeks at that point. And I thought I've made so much progress in the six weeks, that's it, all gonna be gone, I'm gonna get no further, this is a waste of time. And then actually <laughs> a year later, <laughs> made a lot of progress.
0: How how hard was it to buy in um, from lockdown? Because like, if you had if that was your mindset at the time, like how did you buy into it?
1: I think because I thought I thought I have already made so much progress and I don't want to lose it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try and see if I can maintain it. I didn't initially have faith that I would, but I thought I'm gonna try. It. To see how you know how well this goes and also at the start we didn't know it was going to be this long we thought maybe <laughs> or two months so I thought okay I can do homework for that long and we'll see how we get on but yeah actually I mean yeah okay they're not always the most fun but I knew that if I wanted to get results I had to be consistent and they've actually worked better for me than what I thought. Um,
0: well and, and also just goes to show if let's say like you did go actually I don't think I want to do it and we're a year on now and you would be where you were at the start of lockdown, and you're at, you've actually achieved your goal. And we've now started going on to a new goal, and that's all from well. We'll go on to lifting because I think that's a really important point because one of your biggest goals was part of the the getting stronger. But yeah, it just goes to show like what you've achieved, and we've you've you've achieved your goal, and so so much to the point that actually there's a new goal, and you've moved the goalposts again. Um, which we'll go on to in a second, but let's talk about like your gym training. So we obviously start, you went back into the gym end of July when they they opened again, I think what we had about three months. Yeah. And I'll let you talk about in a second more than me, but one of the lifts that you wanted to keep in was deadlifts. Yeah. And I'll let you take the floor.
1: (laughs) Yes, I think on our first ever face-to-face training session before, Before COVID, before we knew this was going to happen, um, we did deadlifts, and I think I was deadlifting 50 kg, and that that felt quite heavy. And you were like, "By the end of the year, you'll be doing 100." And I just thought, "Guy is mental." (laughs) (laughs) And then um, then we had lockdown for three months, and I thought, "Okay, well, there's obviously no way I'm going to get there now, but that's fine." And then, but I said, "You know, I still want to to improve it, because it's a good lift. It's good, you know, works your whole body." So we got back into the gym and started again down about 50 60 um and I got to the 100 within I, don't, I think two and a half months or something if not like um, you, you just kept telling me to just keep obviously making sure my form was right but just keep pushing the weight up and keep like pushing the weight up um and I got there and I couldn't believe that I could lift 100 kg like that was that was amazing like such a good goal like felt great about that
0: yeah, it's funny because obviously I said to you by the end of the year, I knew you were going to hit that before the end of the year, but I know you're because you were just like, nah, not that's not happening. <laughs> so I thought, what well, if I give you this long time frame, at least you might be able to contextualize it a bit better. And then yeah. what, it was two and a half months into them the reopening and you hit there again, mm. which I suppose is going to be quite exciting actually for when, in, in two weeks' time when you're back in and where that's going to take you, especially with how we've got everything set up. So that's pretty cool and exciting as well. Um, obviously, when we were face-to-face personal training, you had me coaching you, watching form. How did you find that not having me around?
1: Um, so I think it was good actually having you for that first couple of weeks because like, you taught me a lot in that time. So I already, like, you know, I learned a lot from you um, face-to-face anyway. But then initially yeah, going back in by myself, I was, especially after having um, lockdowns and stuff and being away from the gym for so long, I was apprehensive that I'd be, doing these lifts especially because we were pushing weight up quite a lot and I was thinking oh maybe my form's not going to be right but um obviously you sort of suggested that I record my workouts as much as possible and send them to you for anything I'm concerned about and the first couple of times you set up your phone in the gym to film yourself you feel like a bit of an idiot but then actually like realize that nobody cares and then I send the stuff to you and you'd get back to me straight away which was really helpful and it kind of gives most of the time, to be honest, I didn't have any issues with my form. So that gives you confidence that you are doing things right. And then yeah. and that wasn't quite right. You kind of give feedback on straight away. And also the um, exercise videos that you've got in the vault as well are really really helpful. So, yeah, I think it's just about having that confidence that you do know what you're doing.
0: I think actually with the um, taking videos of yourself in the gym now, um, if, if it was like two, three, maybe four years ago, that was super, that was quite awkward. But I think now obviously with Instagram and with all the fitness pages now, and it's quite common for people now to be doing it. I think it's one of those things which just becomes less and less of a an issue. And like you say, after doing it a couple of times, you're like, oh, no one even cares.
1: <laughs> yeah, like no one's watching you. Like, really no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: okay, so we've got down to your bottom weight. Can you? Do you, um, can you remember, I can't remember off the top of my head, which is bad, but what's the total weight loss from getting down to your bottom weight? Yeah, uh, I think it was about seven or eight kg. Yeah, so it's um, I'm what I'll do is I'll get people to go onto my um, social media after this so they can see the changes because it's quite drastic. Because some people might look think like seven six kg. All oh, right, okay. Um, Lindsay, she won't mind me saying it's petite. So like that's a a large amount of weight to be losing in the time frame that we've done it in, and um, I think you can just see that from picture one to picture two. And we're now going to move on to picture three. So let's pick up from the fact, right, you've bottomed, you're now at your lowest weight, you're at your lowest calories. And we've had a chat and I've been like, right, what do you want to achieve now? Now, I always in my head knew we were going to have the next phase because the goal is never the the lowest weight that you reach. Because I'm not going to want you to be eating at 1300 calories for the rest of your life because that's not fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> so obviously what we then started to do is we started to then reverse your food and we started to every week just slowly creep your food up. And we did it by a hundred calories per week. Now, can you kind of just kind of give a little of a, a little insight into what you were thinking around that time? So when you got to your lowest weight and your decisions to move the goalposts, and, and also what you made of increasing your food and we'll also disclose how much you are eating now but if you can kind of just talk about that journey because i think it's a really important one because everyone always talks about that that first initial phase of fat loss yeah but they never talk about probably it potentially is even more important because we've probably seen more physical changes since then actually than you did from those first photos yeah anyway i've talked enough now so off you go <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes i think so it also weight we'll and I thought oh okay if I'm going to maintain this I'm going to be in hardly anything for the rest of my life but I knew that that wasn't what I wanted to do I wanted to you know be able to be flexible have a bit of a life and also sort of build my physique as well like I wanted to grow muscle and stuff um so yes yeah, so when you first sort of suggested increase in food like I knew that that was what had to happen and part of me was excited because it meant I could eat more food and get back to being a bit more flexible the other part of me was definitely quite apprehensive because I was I just was so scared to put weight weight on because I thought I've worked so hard to last what nine months to lose it yeah. but want to just put it all straight back on so that was kind of my main um concern initially and then we sort of started increasing it slowly obviously so sort of 100 calories at a time um, and initially like I felt like I had so much more energy even just adding that 100 calories the first week um I was like Oh my goodness, like with so much more energy, like I can lift so much heavier weights that it was it was crazy. And also it felt like a lot of food, which was mad because it was still not a lot of food. Um and then every week I sort of I'd get used to that and then we'd we'd up again. And for the first couple of times I just thought, this is so much food, I can't eat this much food. What's happening? Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, like it's, I'm so full all the time. And then your body just adapts and gets used to it and um, yeah obviously we're still pushing up but yeah I'm really enjoying it now because I do have a lot more energy I'm eating a lot more food that I enjoy and I'm not getting fat basically
0: How, how did you get your mindset around it
1: I think I think because I had you telling me that like I had to just trust in the process and that it was okay then I could do it because I know for a fact if I was by myself I wouldn't have even if I'd been reading it online or whatever, I just, I know that I'd have got to a point where I'd have thought, I can't, I can't do this to myself anymore because I'd be so scared I'd put weight on. But I think because you said like, no, this is okay. This is what we have to do. And I knew you've got so much experience. That was why I was okay with doing it. And then, then yeah, just kind of accepted it in my head that yeah, it was fine.
0: And I suppose when you actually look at your photos and you see the result of doing that.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy. I I can't believe, how much I'm eating now and how I look now. I never would have thought that this is how it would have happened.
0: Yeah. So anyone who like, who is doing this, so you want to basically go as lean as you need to go. So there's not like, it's quite subjective how lean you go. So like some people want to go really lean. Some people need want to go just, yeah, whatever your, whatever your view is of lean, you get to that point. And then you start reversing back out again. And because you've got to this level of leanness, by creeping your food up your body adapts to that new food or it pushes it like in your case into muscle yeah and then it starts to show on your physique so as you keep pushing in obviously the food because we we because the other thing that i think is worth we need to mention was you doing quite a lot of cardio as well towards the end don't yeah. you? so the end of yeah, your- i think i was
1: doing five five 30 minute sessions of cardio by the end yeah
0: so as well as bringing food because we i was like right we need to bring it bring food up but we i didn't just say stop cardio which you probably wanted me to say (laughs) um we actually so i was pushing a 100 calories up and taking one cardio session away and then actually we got to a point where you wanted to keep a couple of them them in because actually yeah quite you almost use it as a stress reliever don't you
1: yeah it's just nice to sort of have that kind of 30 minutes just sort of where you're not thinking Mm. just some exercise, kind of, yeah, sweating so out the stress,
0: <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so and we've done all of that nine months in uh, in lockdown. Mm. So you've grown muscle in lockdown, which not many people can say. So yeah, this goes to show, and you've got a nice little mini gym now as well.
1: Yeah, you've got so much gym <laughs> <in my> equipment. <laughs> the same last year, I had nothing, and now I've got so many resistance bands, weight sets, yeah, ab. Rule out things.
0: You're gonna yeah. open a gym and have a membership. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> um, okay, so this last question. Um I just want to update basically just say so obviously with the online coaching, can you kind of just give three benefits to the experience that you've felt by having that?
1: Yeah, I'd say like, I've got the results that I never would have got by myself, like at all. Just like I mean, I'm not at my end goal yet, but where I'm at now is way beyond where I even thought I'd ever get to with a coach so yeah that's basically the main thing is I've got where I want to go and um, also I think education like you don't realize how much you don't know until you sort of start explaining things like obviously you've got so many videos and they call it like on the Facebook page and stuff like I've learned so much just about all things that apply to myself but just things that have applied to generally sort of like lifting and um dieting and stuff like the education is a lot like really definitely learned a lot and I think then just having someone that's that's there like it's especially when you're losing weight I think you can feel like you're kind of by yourself and it's quite like lonely but knowing there's always someone there you can go and speak to and they'll give you advice and yeah whether it's good or bad like it's just good to have someone else there that's like supporting you for the full thing.
0: Awesome um so for those who are excited to see what sort of progress Lindsay has made um I recommend you go over to my Instagram page. So that's at Jamie Heath underscore Coaching, and you'll be able to see um, Lindsay's transformation on there. I'm actually going to be uploading your latest one um, next week, so you'll be able to see that. And and what would be great about that is you'll see the starting pet, the start, the middle, and where we're at right now. And then you'll just see basically how. Because the reason I want to do that is a lot of transformation pics will just have before and after, and I want to be quite transparent that it's not because it looks like when, when coaches do this, you can lose fat and gain muscle at the same time. Whereas we were very, like, we obviously had two cycles. We had that phase of fat loss and we have now, we've now got obviously the phase of, of muscle gain. So I'm going to just show the, the whole process of, of basically your journey. And I think, I think that'll be really useful for a lot of people to kind of understand how it all works and, and go from there. Um, thank you for joining me it's been it's been great um thank you for sharing obviously your journey because it's quite it's personal i know so thank you for sharing that yeah. and um i will speak to you probably in our next check-in thank you Bye. Right. bye